0: Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. What an exciting week we have planned for you. Exciting, exciting, exciting. Well, first of all, for those of you that have gotten our newsletter, you can see what a phenomenal job Carol has done in putting our new format together. We want to encourage everyone to go and take a look at the newsletter or sign up for a newsletter. And, you know, we pick someone each month and give them an iPod with Dr. Pat, the archives in it. So, you know, it's pretty incredible. Um, our message is to get that message out there each and every day. I'm your host, Dr. Pat Louis. I'm joined by my sidekick, Mr. Benny Matters. How Yo, you be?
1: What's up? I'm doing well. A little bit under the weather, Pat. I know. I, I know. heard
0: you had a big flu thing Gosh, going on this Gosh, it was horrible. Weekend.
1: It was horrible, but I kicked it, and it's a good thing. It was over the weekend, so I didn't lose any downtime here at work. Oh. Which, yeah. obviously, the big bosses are going to be happy about.
0: The big bosses, yeah. whoever they are. I the know. big bosses... In the sky. Got them all. So, you know, here on the show, um, and you are tuning in and listening to the Dr. Pat Show, our vision is to set the standard for a new and fresh kind of talk radio, creating conversations that are changing the world one listener at a time. We are considered the new mainstream in talk radio, and so when you look at our lineup this week, you'll get a sense of why that is, why we have been voted a favorite talk show on KKNW, it's because of all of you and because we continue to bring incredible conversations to the table. And, you know, if you look this week, you're going to see people like my guest today, uh, Nick Tessler joining us here today, Kerry O'Connor, Dan Heath. Dr. Dorothy Martin Neville, Tom Leota, you just take a look, Dr. Yvonne Oswald, Matt James, Madeline Gerworth, and many more, and we're kicking this off with Nick right now for those of you that have heard me talk about the impulse factor, I'm actually bringing the man that's created this to the table today because he knows what it's like, he knows what it's like to understand uh, the the psychology of making decisions, what it's like to take our message out into the world or decide not to, why do some of us play it safe and others risk it all? Why is that? How can we understand the message and the meaning behind the message? Well, he is the author of The Impulse Factor, and he's joining us here today. I want to mention that we're going to be giving away five copies of this book today, five copies of this book to people that call into the show And so Nick's joining us here today because we have uh, a challenge in front of us, and we have a challenge in our current day and time where there are some people doing exactly what Nick said, and they're stepping out, and they're just living life full out without even thinking about the economy. And then there are others that are saying, you know what, this is a time for me to play it safe, and I'm going to play it safe. So Nick Thank you so much for joining the show today. I mean the research that you've done to look at the impulse factor, you know, is is research that may, that helps us understand what the heck we're doing, how we're doing it and why we do it. So welcome to the show.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me, Pat.
0: Well, you know, the impulse factor. Some people are called impulsive. Some people are called you know, you you, you take risks. You're risky. You know, whatever you do, I look at to see if I should do it first. And, you know, we categorize each other according to some of the decisions we make. And some people think it's exciting to be on the edge of be, you know, making those decisions for the moment. And other people say, wow, you're like way too risky for me. You know, there's a, I can't really trust you to, to, to make sure that you're going to take care of my needs. How did we get to this situation? where some people are out there right now taking risks left and right, and other people are just hiding in their closets.
2: Yeah, well, you know, uh, we've sort of been in this situation for a good 50,000 years. Um, You know, geneticists have traced back a particular gene that's still found in about one out of four people today uh, that... Started that started as a mutation about 50,000 years ago, which happens to be right before uh, mankind, humankind, uh, made their way out of Africa, developed art, music, and everything we know as modern civilization. Uh, so that gene, like I said, is still found in one out of four people today. And what it means is it, it makes these people crave stimulation, sometimes for better, sometimes for worse, um, in that they can, uh, you know, I say they're, they're often towing the edge between uh, superstardom and skid row. Uh, they're more likely to be uh, uh, drug addicts, gambling addicts, um, have attention deficit disorders, but also able to sort of live life to the fullest and grab each day like it's their last and, and sort of uh, run with that, uh, whereas the rest of us are more concerned about playing it safe, about avoiding risks, and both have their pros and their cons.
0: Um, well, and in, in how do we decide what's a pro and what's a con? Because, you know, there are some people that are under the label of, uh, I go for it all. You know, I'm the one that throws that 50 yard bomb down the field every time. I'm not going to run with the ball. I'm just going to crack my arm back and I'm going to pitch it way out there.
2: Yeah, you know, and, and that's a great question. And um, so so the thing you have to remember is 25% of us are, are impulsive, 75% of us are cautious, and 99.9% of us have no idea how that really impacts us. Okay, so uh, a lot of people who fashion themselves as risk-takers, let's say, well, it's somewhat of a misnomer because what they're attracted to isn't really risk. They don't like exposing themselves to danger any more than the other person does. However, what they do like is seeing opportunities for reward and going for it. So they might look at the exact same situation as the average person and make a different decision, not because they think it's more dangerous and they like danger, simply because they see it as a more um, rewarding opportunity, potentially, whereas the rest of us want a certain uh, safe game.
0: Well, you know, what makes us decide safe? What makes us decide to play full out? I mean, is it something that we've got going on in our brains that we don't understand? Is is it our conditioning? Is it, you know, what sign the moon is under right now?
2: Right, right. You know, <laughs> it could be all those things. I'm not sure about the moon signs. I'll have to do more <laughs> research on that. Uh, but, you know, a lot of it, it's about, uh, like most uh, psychological traits, part of it's genetic and part of it is something that we've learned throughout the course of our life. Some people have been rewarded for um, kind of doing things that others don't, um, and so, you know, after a while, that reward starts sinking into our brain, and we start seeking out those opportunities, whereas others, you know, they've gotten their wrist slapped by taking risks before, and they're a little gun-shy. Um, you know, and as far as what's beneficial or not beneficial, it, it, it depends on either. So, you know, let's say um, one, one characteristic difference is the one out of four people that are impulsive are five times as likely to prefer making decisions under time pressure. In contrast, the three out of four of us that are more cautious um, say seventy-two percent of them say that they make their worst decisions under time pressure. And if you don't know which one of those you are, um, you're going to continually put yourself in situations where you're almost destined to fail.
0: You know, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about, Nick, is that you know here we are. Um, you you started out with the Anderson Consulting. You looked at your life. You decided that you were going to go in one direction or the other. Um, you've been looking; at, it had had very key jobs, and you know now you're head of the research and development at TalentSmart. and that is a th- think uh, tank consultancy. I mean, it truly is a leader in providing cutting edge psychological assessments. How does? Which side of the impulse factor we are on? How does that affect the lives that we lead?
2: Yeah. Well. Okay. So let's start out with the impulsive people. Um, if you if you do prone to, if you are tending to be more impulsive, um, the key thing, the absolute vital thing that you have to understand is you have to get yourself pointed in the right direction. Now, what do I mean by that? Well. A lot of times when we talk about uh, how to make better decisions um, and we talk about people that are impulsive, the advice they get is um, is prone to fail because it's things like, well, you you got to control yourself. Think before you act. Uh, look before you leap. And all these um, you know sort of pithy cliches that don't actually work for these people because they're just not hardwired to think before they act in a lot of ways. So what they need is a general reference point. They need to be acting and pointing all their impulses toward a particular direction. Maybe it's career success, maybe it's happiness in life, and, and then they need to, when they make their decisions, then they need to stack that up, look at the decision they made, and see how that compares to the direction they've chosen for themselves. You know, if, you're, um, if your goal is career success and you're constantly undercutting the people that can help you, uh, skimming money off the top and doing all these things that are only undercutting your success, um, then you need to reshift your focus. You need to change your direction and understand that your impulses are leading you to fail. On the other hand, if it's career success and it's forcing you to take risks, do things that other people won't do because they're scared, uh, then you're probably headed in the right direction. Uh, you know. And then on the on the other side of it, if you are the more cautious person, um, you have to understand that being available or, or being sort of uh, focused in on potential threats to your survival and your safety um, is a good thing. That's how you survive. But what you can't what you can't afford to do is run away from risk. A lot of people make the mistake of assuming that running away from risk is the same thing as pursuing opportunity, and they are not. They are two very different things. So just because you're running from fear doesn't mean that you're approaching things that are going to help you.
0: You know, I want to ask you, Nick, where are we on the fear scale right here as a society, as a culture right now? Uh,
2: (laughs) Let me use (laughs) a... Uh, DHS, uh, Department of Homeland Security, I'd say we're on a red right now oh, okay. on the fear scale.
0: Well, you know, some people have said that we are, are, are right now in the middle of such a red zone. Some, some analysts are calling it um, a higher level of fear than we were at right after 9-11. I mean, yeah. is that what you're sensing as well?
2: Yeah, I really think we are and it's a very dangerous place, you know, back in 1933, um probably maybe without even knowing it, FDR made the the widest the wisest uh statement he's ever made in his inauguration speech. The only thing we have to fear is fear itself, and that is exactly true right now. Uh because what happens is when people are scared when they're frightened what it does is it takes a normally logical person uh, you know that really does think in a rational way um and it it clouds their brain literally brain chemicals that that normally help them actually flood the rational Mm -hmm. part of their brain and they start thinking completely on emotion and instinct um and it leads them to to throw logic to the side
0: well we've got we've got lots to talk about. The impulse factor. Why some of us play it safe and others risk it all. Nick Taysler joining me here today on the Dr. Pat show. We've got five copies of the book to give away, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Give us a call. We'd love to give you a book, and make sure you give Benny your question. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be busting the risk taker myth. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show.
3: Are you looking for a unique place to
0: book your holiday party? Here's a hot tip the new Zenai Center in Bellevue. Zenai's co-founder and private celebrity chef Curtis Ross will serve you and your guests delicious, healthy cuisine and conscious cocktails in 4,000 square feet of beautiful,
3: sustainable, open space. Contact Zenai at 425-457-7665 or visit ZenaiCenter.net. That's
0: Z-E-N-A-I-Center.net
1: tune in your radio to hear carrie o'connor master visionary medium and clairvoyant as she uses her amazing psychic gifts to help you step into your divine power and begin to create the life of your dreams. Carrie will read your unique energy field, connecting you with the treasures of your soul, your passions and your true life purpose. Don't miss Carrie's weekly astounding and energetic predictions. Fasten your seatbelt as you take a wild ride with Carrie O'Connor. Mondays at 11am Pacific. Listen live at the Hey,
3: are you one of those people who need a boost of motivation to lose those extra pounds and inches? Well, here it is. Take the Sugar-Free Miracle Weight Loss Challenge and earn $100 for every 10 pounds you lose. I'm Karen Bentley, creator of the amazing Sugar-Free Miracle Diet, which you'll love. It's easy, sustainable, and it stops out-of-control eating. To participate, send me an email at expert at sugarfreemiracle.com. That's expert at sugarfreemiracle.com, and I'll send you the details.
4: Hi, I'm Paul McCormick. Are you concerned about your money and your future? We are entering an economic crisis like never before. If you're counting on the system to take care of you, you will lose, and I don't want that to happen. Here's what I can offer. I'll give you absolutely free my six-CD series on how to take control of your own money. All you have to do is go to my website, formulaformillionaires.com or go to any bookstore this month and buy my book titled Secrets of the Millionaire Inside. Heartplanet.com, a positive focused social network. Become a member, post your profile and meet friends who treat others well and live their best life. Join and post a profile for your positive based business, book, music or creative project. Let the world know what you're up to. Go to heart-planet.com, a positive focus on meeting people, a positive focus on entertainment, connect be entertained be inspired heart-planet.com join mystic radio
5: with robin alexis on sundays at noon as metaphysical mother and tv personality robin alexis helps countless people around the globe to live fuller and more conscious lives she serves you using her gifts as a medium medical intuitive past life reader and more Get your free on-air readings with Robin Alexis every Sunday at noon. And now hear rebroadcasts of Mystic Radio Wednesdays at 1 p.m. and Thursdays at 8 p.m. Right here on Alternative Talk 1150.
6: 1150 KKNW.com. It's why they invented the Internet. We think. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Hey, are you a risk taker or not? You know, what do you do? Do you actually even go to Vegas? I don't know, but we're talking about the impu- we're talking about The Impulse Factor. I'm so glad that Nick Kaiser was able to join us today. The Impulse Factor. While some of us play it safe and others risk it all, we'd like to give away. I think we have 5 copies of the book to give away, and we have a toll-free number to do that. 1-800-930-2819. one 800 930 one nine. Nick. Let's let's back up for a minute and talk a little bit about the book and about your research and what you've discovered. Let's let our listeners know what the impulse factor—the book—is about.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, it, you know, I've been working with uh, uh, people to help them make better decisions, often in a business context, but also in life in general, for for nearly ten years now. And TalentSmart's been researching uh, how people make choices for even longer than that, and uh the 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 really vital discovery that we made a few years back was that uh, that there really are two different kinds of decision maker and that 's been overlooked by the vast majority of of uh trainers and and therapists and people trying to help others make better choices twenty five percent of people are impulsive seventy five percent of people are cautious um, and that really has a dramatic impact on the choices we make uh, but But there is one other key point here that was uh made to me. Uh, a few years back, when I first started uh, taking this out to the the public, and I was on site working with a big company, and one of the people had said to me, the the head trainer had said, uh, "You know, this is all really great, Nick, and it's interesting that um, uh, this many people are impulsive and this many are cautious, but you know, we've got one person in particular who's cautious who asked me." Um, how is it that my whole life is cautious, which I agree I am, and all of a sudden I decided to pick up and uh, move cross-country uh, to join this, this you know, wild love affair uh, that now is with my, my husband and now life has moved on and I'm here, but why did I do that if I'm cautious? And uh, that really kind of took me by surprise. What I understood is that um, we've, we've got these two different kinds of decision-maker, but most people have no idea how it really affects the, the day-to-day choices that they make
0: every day we wake up, Nick, we wake up every day and we're faced with a decision, one or the other. Some people are faced with decisions. Do I stay in the love love relationship that I'm in now? Do I change my job? Do I go and invest this dollar amount? Do I go buy this house? And, you know, right now there are many, many people out there that are making decisions, which some people seem a little counterintuitive, but really not. For example, I spoke with someone last week, and he said to me, you know what, I just bought three new commercial properties. And you would never think, in his case, that anything is going on in the economy. And some people might look at him and say, oh, we're not sure what he's doing. Other people may say it makes total sense. You know, how is it we come to believe or feel a particular way about people that make decisions that seem a little risky.
2: Yeah, well, you know, let me give a, a, a quick example here. Let's say that I'm going to present you with the option, would you rather have a guaranteed $1,000 or would you rather have a 50-50 shot at $2,000? And so, you know, think about that, Pat. I'm thinking one about it right have? now.
0: Benny's thinking about it too. Ask <laughs> that question again so our listeners can hear it again.
2: Would you rather have a guaranteed $1,000 or a 50-50 shot at $2,000?
0: Okay. Well, I'm in the 50-50 boat. <laughs> and I'm not really sure why I am.
2: Yeah, well, uh, you know, about, about uh, 75% of people actually are in the guaranteed boat and only about one in four uh, give the answer that you did, Pat. And, and the reason is is because we, we see it in two different ways. So you have mentioned earlier the risk-taker myth. So what I mean by that, is um, because you selected the 50-50 option, you really weren't concerned with the 50-50 so much as you were the chance of $2,000. So for you, the choice ultimately came down to $2,000 versus $1,000. For most people, it comes down to guaranteed versus only 50-50. And that's why we make the different choices we do. Even the, quote, risk takers, uh, they don't take risks that offer no opportunity for reward. That's not taking a risk. That's just being dumb. Uh, you know, so, so what really uh, sparks them and what drives them is the opportunity for reward. Your friend who bought the commercial real estate properties, uh, he's not thinking, uh, I'm going to buy these because I like the idea that the real estate property is in the dumps right now and uh, that, that I might lose a bunch of money on this investment. He bought it because he thought, oh, I'm going to buy these, these commercial real estate because I see that there's a value to be had there and that this has a really good chance of growing. Uh, So you're Hmm. seeing the opportunity, whereas most of us look at it and see only risk. Why would you buy real estate with the economy the way it is?
0: Well, you would buy it for several reasons right now. And some people believe that um, the prices, especially on commercial and other properties, are are very well positioned. The interest rates are still down. Um, And there is an, an expectation that this can only go up. I guess that's a crapshoot, Nick, but... <laughs> yeah.
2: No, you know, and that's exactly right. If That's what your friend was thinking of, and he was right. You know, he looked at it, and he saw, hey, the, you know, what other people are seeing as a risky investment, I see some real opportunity here, and he's absolutely right. There is real opportunity. It really is at a bargain right now, all that. So,
0: uh, you know,
2: when
0: you, when you decided to write the book, right, you know, the impulse, uh, impulse factor, when you decided mm-hmm. to write the book, you know, was it purely based on your research or you know, are you looking at giving us a message one way or the other?
2: Uh, you know, it really was based on my research, uh-huh. and uh, you know, I, I grew up. Um, I grew up surrounded by impulsive behavior. I lived in a. Um, In a family that moved eight times before I ever graduated from high school, for no other reason than my parents decided they they saw a better opportunity every couple and a half years somewhere else. Uh, So, you know, I've been surrounded by impulsive behavior. And, you know, that's allowed me to see both the benefits of it uh, as well as the the weaknesses of it. And what I really came to understand is it's simply a a way of life. Uh, And it's not for everyone, but it's not necessarily better or worse than the way that most people do it. Uh, Some people, the idea of moving every two years and trying new jobs all the time, um, it would simply drive them insane. Even if they did prosper objectively, let's say they made more money every two and a half years, uh, the instability and the uncertainty of that lifestyle would, would make them crazy. It would not be good for their mental health.
0: So, you know, given that we're in the situation we are now, and let's point to the economy, you know, some people say, that, you know, the economy and where we are now has never bothered me. But the day we went to war in Iraq, you know, that that crashed my world. So there are some people that are looking certain thing at certain things going on right now and saying this has really been more serious than this for me. But most people would generally state, Nick, I mean most people would say, Wow, this is some scary time. Yeah. You know, these are these are times. And, and it doesn't really matter what age group people are in, although I have to tell you, I've been talking to some folks that were around during, you know, some of the, the early days of recession and market crashes, and they have a very different perspective about this right now.
2: And, and what's that perspective? I'm
0: well, curious. Well, here, here's what a couple of folks have said to me. That, you know, what they've said is, you know what, we've seen all this before. And I'm talking people that, you know, that are about 90 years old right now. And, you know, they're basically one one individual, in, in particular my uncle, and has basically said, you know what, I've seen all of this. I've seen this ups and downs and ins and outs. And I said to him, well, is there anything about this that's bothering you right now? And you know what he said? He said, because I've seen it, ups and downs and every way out, I've lived my life in a way that something like this wouldn't harm me. But he said, and, uh, and, and believe me, throwing in some Italian here and there, he said to me, the thing that bothers me most right now is when we went through this the first time, in his opinion, the government was solid. He said, right now, I'm not sure what I can count on. And so that was kind of an interesting perspective, you know, and, and he went on to talk about how the government stepped in to help here and there. Um, and he said right now that you, you can't do that because there are trillions of dollars being spent on a war. And so he has a history of going through his life and maybe being somewhat conservative along the way because of something that happened to him when he was young. And given that, how do you think what's happening out there now is going to affect this generation, Nick? Or doesn't it matter if you have the impulse, Gene? Is there nothing you can do about
2: it? Yeah, no, it certainly will impact us, uh, impact all of us. It's impossible not to. Um, but, you know, I think I think your friend brings up a, a really important point, um, which is that even uh, – you know, experience counts for a lot. So regardless of which of these tendencies you are, if you have the impulsive gene or you don't, um, a lot of, uh, you know, the big problem for most cautious people is, you know, they, they sometimes struggle with indecision because they're afraid of making the wrong decision. But the one thing that always counters that uh, and that allows them to take risks is simply experience. I've seen this. I've been here before. I know that the risk isn't that great because... You know, I'll weather the storm. Things will get better, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and I think that's what's happening with the with the older people that lived through the depression. Right now, they're saying, "Hey, you ain't seen nothing yet. Uh, <laughs> things have gotten a lot worse in my day." Um, and so, I also think it. You know, it applies. Why some people think the war is risky versus some think the the economy is risky. A lot of that comes down to their life experiences. If they've had positive experiences with the United States going to war, if they lived through World War II, and they think. Uh, you know, things are pretty good, then, then they might not be so affected by it. If you came of age during Vietnam, the possibility of going to Iraq probably scares you to death. Uh, and so you, it really depends, um, regardless of whether you're impulsive or cautious, what you've experienced.
0: Well, we've got lots to talk about. Are you ready to go out and buy that million-dollar real estate commercial real estate property or not is caution really dangerous what do you do when you know that there is a decision that you can that you can make it is the right decision but you just don't have the gumption to make it uh, i am thrilled the impulse factor why some of us play it safe and others risk it all nick Kassler joining us here today stay tuned we'll be right back with the show and provide you with the answers to those questions and much more we'll be right back
5: donate excess weight, and maintain your ideal state of health, or create the kind of relationship you've always wanted. With HUNA, you'll discover how to eliminate disempowering beliefs by using self-empowerment tools. Join Matt James December 13th and 14th in Seattle at the HUNA Prosperity Weekend. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com to register. This incredible workshop is only $95 for a limited time. Call 800-800-MIND or visit HUNA.com. The Empowerment Partnership. Whatever you think you are, you're more than that. Are you the owner or manager of a struggling
6: small business? Do you feel alone in your battles? The Small Biz Sherpa can help. Do you want to increase sales or decrease costs? Do you wish your employees were more motivated or cared as much as you do about the bottom line? Call the Small Biz Sherpa. Learn how you can change your company's fortunes by involving and engaging your staff. Create bonus and incentive programs that pay your people more while improving your bottom line. The Small Biz Sherpa has done it himself, and now he'll show you how to do it too. Visit SmallBizSherpa.com or call 206-505-9752. That's SmallBizSherpa.com.
1: Small, B-I-Z, Sherpa.com. Be sure and sign up for the Dr. Pat Show newsletter so you can find out about the latest guests, events, promotions, and giveaways.
5: Visit the DrPatshow.com and register now. The New Spirit Journal helps readers create abundance in all areas of their lives. Their articles don't just talk about theories that sound nice, They give you practical information you can use to turn those theories into practice. Available at over 500 locations in Washington and Idaho, New Spirit Journal is more than just a newspaper. It's your guide to the life you want to live. New Spirit Journal can
4: also be read online at NewSpiritJournal.com. Whether you're female or male and you're feeling just not quite right, your hormones may be out of balance or depleted. For a comprehensive assessment and to discuss the safe and effective bioidentical natural hormone therapy, visit the bioidentical hormone specialist, Dr. Darvish and her staff at Holistique Medical Center in Bellevue. Call 425-451-0404. Visit Holistique at drdarvish.com. That's drdarvish.com.
6: No shirt, no shoes, no problem. Come as you are. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM.
4: Avenue, and then we'll take it higher. Oh, no.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by Hey we're having a great conversation. Nick Tassler joining us here today. He has put a book out, The Impulse Factor, Why Some of Us Play It Safe and Others Risk It All. And, you know, we're looking at the conversations around this. What happens when one member of our family, for example, is considered the old risk taker and and the rest of us are not? Well, you can find out this and much more. Why don't you give us a call at 1-800-930-2819. We're giving away copies of this book, one eight hundred nine three zero two eight one nine. And if you've got questions or comments or you want to have Nick address them for you, give us a call and ask your question as well. You know, part of what we're looking at is we're looking at, you know, for the most part, Nick, I mean, there could in fact be a member of a family, for example, one member that seems to be so far off the curve that they're not even that even part of the conversation in everything they do you know and and we've tried to figure this out why do some people take risks and other people don't? doesn't that become even a more complicated um, complicated thing to look at when we start to look at decisions that our leaders make that decisions that corporate leaders make you know beyond decisions in our family um you know decisions we make about what to do I mean how do we how do we fit in or align ourselves if we are more cautious and we're very close to someone that is more impulsive, so to speak?
2: yeah, well, you know I'd say if you can get over the the differences uh the different perspectives that you have um, it really is a very healthy place to be uh that that balance is is critical for the most successful relationships as well as companies. Uh, because what you've got is you've got one person sort of reaching for the stars, pushing the envelope, and the other making sure that the bottom doesn't drop out. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's really a a very good place to be because each person doesn't have to worry about overcompensating for what they're not, and instead they can actually sort of build off of the other person's strengths and do what they do best.
0: You know, for you, how how did growing up in, let's say, an environment that, uh, let's call it look somewhat impulsive. How did that affect you? And then, how does or how do our parents and the people around us that influence us? How does that affect the way that we are? Even if we do have the impulse gene, so to speak.
2: Yeah, you know, it's uh, it really has a lot to do with it. And um, you know, one of the stories I tell in the book is the uh, the story of um, Neil Cassidy. Uh, for those of you who are. Fans of the Beat Generation, he was the the inspiration for the book, On the Road. And um, to me, he's a very fascinating figure because he is the picture of impulsive behavior um, and he was so magnetic for the people around him, uh, for some people around him. And I guess this is the crucial point. Uh, to some, he was uh, he was an absolute hero. He represented everything that was life affirming. Uh, to others, he was a careless con man that they would just as soon see locked up. Um, and, and that's really is a very accurate description of what it's like to be living in close proximity to an impulsive person. Sometimes they're vibrant and full of life, and they make you have so much fun and make things exciting. On the other hand, they seem to lack empathy. They seem to only be in it for themselves and will, will throw you under the bus uh, if, it, if it works for them. Uh, and part of that is because they're, just, they're acting on impulse, and they're not really thinking about your needs all the time. Uh, and Sometimes that's great, and other times it really causes some serious damage.
0: You know, what have you discovered in terms of what we're in the middle of right now with our economy, with businesses making decisions that they're doing, you know, with people in, trying to make ends meet from day to day um, and, and and wondering, you know, do I make this decision or that decision? You know, what are the – what are the, let me just say, what are the, the pitfalls uh, for people that perhaps should be um, making more, quote, impulsive decisions and are not, and vice versa?
2: Yeah, well, certainly for those, for the majority of people, the 75% that are what we call risk managers, um, what they're really looking for and what they should strive for is, is peace of mind. Impulsive people are out for a bigger piece of the pie risk managers are out for peace of mind. You know, that's a good distinction. And so what that means, though, is you shouldn't necessarily be trying to behave more impulsively um, because your impulses are going in the wrong direction. So when a cautious person behaves impulsively, it's because they're running away from something. Uh, They're making a knee-jerk reaction to something that they see as a threat. Uh, The problem with that is that's what I call an anywhere-but-here strategy. And we see this... uh, in very real terms, in elections, um, people almost across the board tend to vote against one candidate instead of for another candidate. All I know is I don't like this person, so I'm going to vote for somebody else, and I don't even really know much about this other person. I just know that I don't like that one, so I'm not going to vote for him. Uh, And what that does is sort of, it it leaves you with no direction. All you're doing is running away, but in no particular good direction. And so what happens is you tend to run into a trap going the other direction. Um, So what you really need to do is focus, find what it is that you really want, find the goal, um, and and sort of direct yourself in that way uh, so that you're not running haphazardly uh, away from fear.
0: When we look at our lives right now, and and there are so many things we can look at, I want to talk about um, uh, some of the key points that you point out in the book. Um, uh, Was there anything about your research that actually just blew you away that you were totally, like, surprised about? Or did you expect it to turn out the way it did, Nick?
2: Uh, you know, i I had an inkling uh, that it might turn out this way simply because these, this sort of idea um, that people behave in ways that they don't understand, you know, has is, is been trickled throughout psychology for a while um, and that people aren't always rational and depending on the situations, particularly those where they fear they're falling behind um, – you know, so I had an idea, but the extent to which it matters um, has really been driven home. And, and personally, well, my research just happened to be coinciding with uh, the dot-com bubble of the late 90s, uh, the security-obsessed response to 9-11, uh, and now the, the current financial crisis. What what I saw um, was this, this, you know, peculiarity of the human psyche uh, being taken out to a massive scale and having huge implications for society as a whole, that blew me away.
0: When we look back at the time that we're in right now, when we look back back at history, when we look at back at some of the decisions that have made in the past several decades, is there how would you define our culture right now, Nick? How would you define where we are today versus where we've been over the past twenty years or so? Have we become more conservative? Or have we looked more impulsive, especially in view of what other countries, other people see?
2: Sure. Um, You know, we've sort of, we've become, I think, more fearful. Uh Um, You know, our place in the world is not as stable now as it may have been uh, in, in our history. Um, and, but what ha- what's happened is that fear has driven the, the dysfunctional kind of impulsive behavior. So we've become more fearful and more impulsive at the same time um, because we're sort of trying new things. And part of that has to do with just simply the, the, the rapidness of the, the change in the world right now almost requires it. We have to try new things because the world's landscape is shifting so fast, we, it's hard to keep up with.
0: You know, let's make sure that, you know, we don't sort of diss people that are out there saying that, you know, I'm I'm considered impulsive or I'm considered more conservative. I mean, isn't there a place for everyone? What is the ideal? You know, if I had to pick an ideal way of being, is there an ideal way of being, Nick? What what seems to work best
2: yeah, you know, there, uh, there isn't. There, there isn't one ideal. There are two ideals, and that's, you know, a point that needs to be driven home. People really need to understand. What you have is a cautious ideal, um, and that is people that pay attention to threats, and they manage risk. They don't run from risk. They manage it and respond accordingly. And then on the other hand, you have the impulsive people uh, that do act on impulse, but they do it in a positive direction. They find some sort of outlet Uh, to channel their impulses in a way that's healthy and adaptive rather than a way that's just going to lead them to uh, danger and early death and everything that's bad that comes with impulsivity.
0: So, you know, as we look at moving forward, as we look at our lives, you know, there are many, many things we could learn. I mean, The Impulse Factor is certainly a book that Nick Tesler has put together. I want to make sure you get the website, everybody out there, so that you can find out more about Nick, more about the book, uh, and a number of other things. And what's the best best website to send people to, Nick?
2: It is theimpulsefactor.com. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, TheImpulseFactor.com We're going to take a short break When we come back Nick Tassler is going to join us Right back here And we're going to summarize this do I, do I take the blue pill Or do I take the red pill <laughs> Which is it going to be What's the truth Stay tuned You're listening to the Dr. Pat Show This is talk radio to thrive by When we return The Impulse Factor Hmm If I want it And I don't have it Can I get some of it Stay tuned We'll be right back
3: Are you going through a divorce or are you single again? A 24-7 resource center called FreshStartAfterDivorce.com has been created to support you during and after divorce. It's packed with resources, articles, and tips from experts nationwide. As a business personal coach who specializes in divorce and founder of the National Association of Divorce for Women and Children, Joni Winberg's mission is to provide the support and encouragement you need to move your life forward. You don't have to face this challenging time alone. Go to FreshStartAfterDivorce.com.
6: MBSConnect.com. Mind, Body, Soul Connect
3: Shree is the new high-quality liquid nutritional drink that was scientifically formulated with the sacred superfruit called amalaki and six other herbs rich in antioxidants and vitamin C. An ancient Sanskrit word, Shree spelled Z-R-I-I, means light, luster, prosperity, and heavenly vitality, and is endorsed by the Chopra Center for Well-Being. After months of intense development and testing, a world-class team of physicians and nutrition scholars developed what they believe to be a product unlike any other the world has seen. Nutritionist Renee Marie wants to introduce Cherie's powerful nutritional drink to you today. For more information, call 877-553-9744. Visit Renee That's R E N E E M A R I E dot M Y Z R I I dot
6: Independent programs, independent voices, independent ideas. Alternative Talk, eleven fifty a.m.
0: Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. I want to make sure that everybody out there has the website to find out more um, about uh, Nick and about the impulse factor. Uh, Nick, let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the vision for the book, what the next steps are. But let's make sure we give out that website again. And also, you know, the book is available just about anywhere, Correct.
2: Yeah, absolutely. All bookstores uh, should, should be carrying it. And the uh, the website is com. Okay.
0: I've, I've just read The Impulse Factor. How's my life going to change?
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, you're, you're going to have a lot better understanding of, of how people make decisions. Now, you can use that in two ways. One, Start making better decisions for yourself, and I hope you use it in both ways. Uh, Start making better decisions for yourself. Find out, understand what your patterns are. Do I tend to be more impulsive? Do I tend to be more cautious? And and you'll learn in the book uh, what are the things I can do um, to actually help me get the best out of my tendency, whether impulsive or cautious. Um, and when you go to the, when you buy the book and you go to the impulsefactor.com, you can actually take a test that we sell to our clients, but you can take it for free with the book uh, that will tell you whether you're, how impulsive you are. Um, and it's also going to give you best practices for improving your style of decision-making. And the second thing is I hope that you get an understanding of how other people make decisions. So every single day, each of us are called on to make hundreds of decisions. From should I get out of bed or hit the snooze button to who should I vote for and where should I invest my money. Uh, but the other thing is you also have to uh, you have to influence the decisions of other people. Maybe it's your kids, maybe it's a coworker, maybe you're in sales and you're trying to get somebody to to invest with you or buy your product. You need to understand how that person makes decisions and after reading the book, you should have a very sound understanding of whether this person tends to make decisions based on opportunities for reward or whether this person tends to make decisions based on avoiding uh, and managing risks so a brief example of that if if you're if you're trying to you're sitting across the desk from somebody who you want to buy your product um, and you're talking all about guarantees, only this person's a potential seeker. You know, I guarantee if you buy my product, um, you're not going to be in danger of this happening to you or this happening to you like you might get with my competitors. Um, what they're hearing is just noise. What you need to be telling that potential seeker is, if you buy my product, this is how it's going to make your life better. This is how you're going to uh, get your, get your um, business up and running better, your life on the right track. However... If it is the more risk-managing type, then you're right to talk about why the other person's product is worse than yours and why they should be investing with you.
0: So when we look at this and we take a look at, okay, I've read the book now. I know I have a sense of who I am and what, I, what do I want to do. Is there a fear of overanalyzing ourselves with regard to this?
2: Well, you know, there sort of is, uh, but but here's the reality of it, Pat, and I I think you probably know this, given your background, um, that people overanalyze themselves regardless of anything I'm going to tell them. (laughs) So, you know, that's just, uh, that's the hand we've been dealt as human beings. We are going to overanalyze ourselves. The key is to overanalyze the right things. Make sure that when you're overanalyzing, you're not overanalyzing why you should be worried all the time and, and how, yes, I am worried, and, that's, um, and I am because of X, Y, and Z. Or on the other hand, um, one of the key things is we tend to overanalyze why we make choices based on a very logical reason. Uh, we rationalize why I chose A instead of B when, the, when, when in actuality it's emotions that made us choose A instead of B, not ration or logic. Um, so make sure you're addressing that. If you're going to overanalyze, analyze the emotions. Um, don't live under this sense of false security that you're a purely rational being.
0: So uh, let's look at this now. I've become more aware of myself. I, I, I'm I so very aware of this. I go in, I'm a manager in a job, I'm a leader in my family, I'm this, that, or the other thing. What What do we want people to start thinking about right now?
2: Well, you know, the first thing is uh, behavior change happens through repetition, and there's no way of getting around that. Uh, so what you need to do is um, one of the things we do at Talent Smart with, with all of our products, so the impulse factor test just being one of them, is we have what's called a goal tracking system, and it's just a... A really basic email reminder system that every day you get an email from us that says work on this thing whatever it is you choose and the reason we do that is because we know that the brain is plastic and that it can change over time but it's only going to change if you do the same things over and over again for three six twelve months and then it's going to start creating this physiological change that will actually change your behavior patterns um, So figure out the right things to do and then keep doing it over and over again. Don't open it and say, oh, I was doing this and now I need to do this. I guess my job's done. I get that now because you're not going to create any behavior change that way.
0: So uh, let's look at this now from our young people and and what we can influence our children about. Um, and clearly, this is a lot of information, Nick, so first of all, thank you so much for joining us here today. You know, it, it, I know it certainly has given me a lot to think about in terms of the decisions I make and how I make them. Where does intuition pl- factor in, uh, in this at all?
2: Yeah, well, we, we all have intuition. This okay. is not solely the realm of the impulsive or the cautious. Um, the difference... The difference is that our intuition is is based on two different things, and this is where the the distinction is. So the impulsive person, the potential seeker, their intuition leads them toward opportunity, and the more cautious risk manager, the 75% of us who are that, their intuition is going to lead them more towards staying safe, security, peace of mind, thoroughly analyzing options to make sure we make the right decision um, and, and that we keep ourselves safe. And so you listen to your intuition because it's got a lot of good things to tell you, but understand what's at the root of your intuition.
0: So I want to thank you so much, Nick, for joining us here today. And I, I can't wait till people <laughs> start to figure out, you know, which side they fall on and which side and how this affects their lives. Is there any any personal message, any advice you want to give folks today, given the times that we're living in right now?
2: Uh, yeah, you know there, there actually is, and and what I want to tell, since it applies to the majority of people um, who are cautious and who are want to maintain their security above all else, um, is to really step back away from the situation and write down uh, a goal, uh, a general direction of where you want your life to head in the next two, three, four, five years. And measure every single choice you make, an investment decision, a job decision, whatever the case is, measure it against that particular goal. Now, you've probably been told that before, but in times of, of fear, which we're experiencing right now, people forget that. They forget the, the seeing the forest through the trees, and they forget their long-term goals. And right now, they're just thinking, uh, I've got to keep myself from going bankrupt next month or losing my job next month. Really focus on that long-term goal. You'll stay happier, you'll feel more of a sense of peace of mind, and you'll make better decisions.
0: Well, thank you, Nick. Thank you so much for joining the show today. It's been great to touch up with you. Thank you for um, having this conversation with, uh, with all of us today. It certainly has given us a lot to think about as we move forward, definitely about ourselves. So thank you for doing that.
2: My pleasure, Pat. Uh,
0: Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. I want to make sure that everyone out there has the website so you can find out more about Nick. You can find out more about the Impulse Factor. You can go to theimpulsefactor.com, theimpulsefactor.com. You'll see a copy of the book, that red light, that yellow light, and that green light right on the cover. You ever wonder which one you are? Uh, And you can take the test as well. Uh, Thank you all for tuning in to the Dr. Pat Show. I want to let you know that Kerry O'Connor is coming up right next, so don't touch that dial. We'll be right back here with you tomorrow. Make yourselves a fabulous, fabulous, fabulous day. We'll see you then.